Heaven has many names in the Bible. Heaven is called Zion. Heaven is called New Jerusalem. Heaven is called the Father's house. Heaven is called Beulah land, as we just sang. It's called the promised land. It's called the sweet by and by. But whatever you call it, it's heaven. And tonight as we gather here to remember those that we had to say goodbye to in 2016, I wonder what those loved ones are doing right now in heaven. I wonder what the redeemed are doing as we are here remembering them. I wonder what they're doing up there. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. First of all, our loved ones who died in the Lord right now are experiencing life in a new body. Don't you envy them? Life in a new body. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 4, the Apostle Paul says, For we are in this old body, and we groan. We're burdened with it. We're burdened with bodies that are old and fading. That we're clothed in that kind of body, he says. But one day, this body will be swallowed up. And we'll have a new body. One day, these earthly bodies, these bodies of mortality and corruption are going to be replaced with heavenly bodies that are immortal and incorruptible. Our loved ones tonight are experiencing the new body. Their bodies know no sickness in heaven, no pain in heaven, no tiredness in heaven, no aging in heaven. Bodies in heaven do not wrinkle, they do not droop, they do not sag, They do not change colors. They do not get brown spots on them. They do not lose their tone. And they don't spread out in the belly or the hips. Bodies in heaven don't need Lady Clairol. Botox is not there. Glasses and hearing aids and canes and false teeth are never seen. And there is no makeup, ladies because you have no blemishes or lines or flaws that need correcting. Our loved ones tonight are experiencing something that we are longing for, a brand new body. A brand new body. But they're also experiencing something else tonight as we're down here. Not just a brand new body but a brand new living place. I like what Jesus said in John 14, verse 2. He said, In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. And I'm going to prepare a place for you. Can I give you the literal translation of John 2? In my Father's mansion, in my Father's home that is a mansion, There is many rooms 
The idea is that in heaven there is a huge mansion. Maybe like the Taj Mahal, maybe like the Biltmore. That's the only thing we can relate to it down here with. But just a huge mansion. And inside that mansion there is rooms for every single son and daughter of God. The Father's mansion, the Father's home, and we live there with Him. I wonder if each room in that mansion that we will stay in and our loved ones are staying in, I wonder if it's customized. I wonder if it's personalized. I wonder if it fits our personality and our likes and our comfort levels. I wonder if there's black and gold room for the Steeler fans that are there. (laughs) I wonder if there's pictures of our family and friends that will be in there so we can reminisce. I wonder if those rooms are cool for those that are hot-blooded and warm for those that are cold-natured. I bet everything in those rooms work. The lights work, the water works, the cable works, the phone works, the garbage disposal works. In heaven, our loved ones tonight have a brand new body. And they live in a brand new place. They live in the Father's mansion, a home. It's not a house, it's a home. And they live with one another as they live with Him. Also, something else to think about. Our loved ones tonight not only are experiencing a new body, and they're experiencing a new place to live, but you know, they're experiencing some great food. He's like, Pastor, do you really think people eat in heaven? Absolutely. They don't have to eat, but they can eat. And Matthew chapter 8, verse 11, Jesus said, In that day many shall come from the east and the west and shall sit down and have a feast with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. I don't know about you, when somebody says a feast, I think about what? Eating. Do you know our loved ones in heaven can eat if they desire? What do they eat? Homegrown vegetables, straight out of the gardens of glory. Fresh fruit, multiple varieties that are available all year long? How about some hot bread with honey and butter? Biscuits if they're Southerners. How about some filet mignon steak? Can't have no lobster and oysters. Can't have no pork and bacon, probably, but we can have filet mignon, that's okay. How about a red velvet cake? Don't you want to go? (laughs) And all of that will be available to eat. And all of it will be without calories. You say, Pastor, what you're describing 
is a life up there that's kind of like down here. You're exactly right. Except it's a life up there that's 10,000 times beyond anything we could ever know of down here. The people in heaven are not ghosts. They have a new body. They don't live in a cloud. They live in a, a, a house, a mansion. And they have a room. And yes, there's food in heaven, and they can eat if they desire, but they don't have to eat if they desire. Food is not necessary, but it's available. And then fourthly, our loved ones tonight are experiencing in heaven all the Bible characters that they read about down here. You remember that song by Aaron Wilburn where he talks about his mother taught him the Bible on the rocking chair of their home. Well, in heaven, our loved ones are learning the Bible from those they actually read about when they were down here. Maybe your loved one tonight is talking to David. David, tell me the story again about you and Goliath. Maybe... They're talking to Daniel about the lion's den. Daniel, were you afraid when those lions started coming at you? What is it like to sleep on a lion's belly? Maybe they're talking with Moses about the Red Sea. Moses, what was it like to wave that cane in the mighty waters of the Red Sea roll back? Moses, what was it like to walk on dry shod with 30 feet of water on either side of you? held back by the hand of God himself. Noah, what was it like to be in that ark during the flood? How'd you feed all those animals? How'd you keep them from killing one another? Elijah, what was it like when that chariot came down and picked you up and took you to heaven? You see, they can talk to those Bible characters face to face. Mary, what was it like to be the mother of Jesus? Tell me what it was like to hold the Son of God in your hands as your baby. In heaven, every Bible story comes to life because the characters of those Bible stories are there and you can talk to them face to face and you can talk with them one-on-one. -on -one. And by the way, you'll know who they are there's no introductions in heaven because everybody there has the mind of Christ. Hi, I'm Jim Palmer. Who are you? They know who I am, and I will know who they are. And our loved ones know one another up there as well. Our loved ones tonight are experiencing in heaven a reunion with one another. I like how... The Apostle Paul talks in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 to 18, about how one day the dead in Christ are going to be resurrected from the graves. The living in Christ are going to be raptured to glory, translated in the twinkling of an eye, and how the resurrected and the raptured are all going to come together in Jesus, and there's going to be a reunion. Everybody one day is coming together. Some are already together right now. 
You say, Pastor, what are they doing in that reunion? Well, what do you do in a reunion you have down here? Why do we try to make heaven so much different than it is down here? It is different. It's just different in degree. Don't we have reunions down here? What do you do at your reunions you have? Isn't there singing? Isn't there shouting? Isn't there dancing? Isn't there playing? Isn't there picking and joking? Storytelling and reminiscing? Laughing and crying? Isn't reunions among family that loves one another, isn't it just like a kind of a celebration and a party? Where everybody gets along and nobody wants to go because you're having such a grand time. Our loved ones tonight are reunited with others who have already went before them in the Lord. And they're having the time of their life. We sit down here and we cry for them. Listen, they're, they're not crying at all. They're reunited with family and they're waiting for us to join them. Wow. Not only are they experiencing that, but they're experiencing a perfect world. Oh, they live in the Father's house. They have a room in the Father's house. But you know, they live in a perfect environment, a perfect world. In Revelation 21, John tells us that heaven is a city. You thought it was a cloud. It's a city. A city that's solid and has substance. It's not just a bunch of gas. It's a solid city. You can touch it. You can walk on it. You can, you can feel it. You can embrace it. The city of heaven has walls. It's a walled community, a gated community. And those walls are made of precious stones, 12 layers thick. Heaven has gates of entrance. There's 12 gates to the city, and the gates are made of pearls. And heaven has streets, and the streets are made with gold. Everybody who walks in heaven kicks up gold dust everywhere they go. There's rivers in heaven, and they're of crystal purity. There's orchards in heaven that bear fruit. Those of us who went to Israel, we saw great orchards of fruit-bearing trees. But they do have a season. In heaven, the orchards bear fruit forever. They're always in season. And there's always bright light. There's no darkness. You say, but pastor, how can there be light in heaven? There's no S-U-N. You're right. But there's the S-O-N, and Jesus is the light of the world. He's also the light of heaven. And where he is, there will be light. There will be no darkness. And there's the throne room of God, where great worship services take place. Our loved ones are there. A place so beautiful and a place so perfect that we do not have vocabulary words to describe it. When John wrote Revelation 21, I'm sure he struggled with how do I describe what I've just seen. 
He had no words to describe it. Whatever you think heaven is tonight, look at your pastor. It's 10,000 times better than you think. It is a perfect place. Our loved ones tonight are also experiencing a place where there is no mores. I didn't say s'mores. There's no mores. In Revelation 21, 4, John says, God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, neither shall there be any more pain, no more pain, for the former things of life have passed away. Down here, there's hospitals. There's no hospitals in heaven. Because nobody's ever sick. There is no illness. There is no disease. Down here, we have nursing homes. But there's no nursing homes in heaven because nobody ages. Whatever age you are when you arrive, 10,000 years from that time, you'll still be that age. Whatever you look like when you get to heaven 10,000 years later, you'll still look like that. There's no aging in heaven. There's no funeral homes in heaven. There's no undertakers. Because nobody dies. There's no asylums in heaven. Because nobody has mental issues. There's no shelters in heaven because nobody's ever abused. There's no orphanages in heaven because nobody's ever abandoned. There's no prisons in heaven because nobody commits any crime. There's no military bases in heaven because there is no war. The things that we have down here that deal with sadness and sorrow, you will never find up there. They're no more. They're no more. And lastly, in heaven, our loved ones tonight are experiencing true worship. You see, I, I have never been in a true worship service, and neither of you. I've been in good worship services. I've been in some great worship services. We have quite a few of them right here. But our loved ones are now experiencing true worship. We sang the Revelation song. Do you know that song is a Bible song? It comes from Revelation 4 and Revelation 5. Many people don't know that in the book of Revelation you have <clears throat> two of the greatest worship chapters found in the Bible. You see, the book of Revelation is not just about prophecy. It's about worship. In Revelation chapter 4, all creation worships Jesus Christ as creator. In Revelation chapter 5, all the redeemed of all the ages worship Jesus Christ as Savior. He is creator, he is Savior, and he is Lord over his creation, and he's Lord over his redeemed, because he is God. And in heaven, there is worship. 
They have worship services in heaven. Those of you who don't like to come to church to worship down here, you're going to be miserable up there if you get there. Because there is worship in heaven. The angelic choir, billions of them, worship Jesus. Tens of millions of saints worship Jesus. There's shouting time in heaven as the, angels, as the angels and the saints come together and bring their worship with them and worship a visible, risen Christ. He's invisible to us, but up there He is visible and He stands in the midst and receives the worship. You know, sometimes Keith has to prod us to get involved. You don't prode nobody in heaven to get involved. The worship is energetic. It's exciting. It's euphoric. It's expressive. There's anticipation. There's awe. There's intensity. There's joy. As people don't worry about what somebody else thinks. They don't worry about... Do they need to suppress their emotions so they'll fit in? Or do they need to act crazy so they'll fit in? They don't have to worry about any of that. They just worship. And our loved ones tonight, maybe right now as we worship, they're worshiping. Wow. So what I'm trying to say to you, they're doing fine. And they wouldn't come back if they could. And if they could speak to us right now, they'd say, you make preparations to come see me. Make sure that you know my Jesus. That one day you can join me in this place. That we can be together forever. Heavenly Father, Thank you again that heaven is real. And thank you that our loved ones that we so dearly miss are doing fine there. Thank you that we will see them again. And thank you there will never again be any separation on that day. Lord, I pray that we have been encouraged tonight that our loved ones are okay. It is well with their soul. May it be well with our soul. In Jesus' name, amen.